eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, we found out some further news regarding the Boston Bruins and one of their key players, and that's Hampus Lindholm. So I don't know if one of you guys want to mention where the story came from because after uh, media breakup day, mums was the word, hush hush was the word, but somebody went back to their native country and let the cat out of the bag, and now we know a little bit more about Hampus Lindholm. Yeah, so just so people know, like we'd recorded the rest of this episode before this news broke, but we did want to touch on it uh, and drop this in because – uh, obviously, pretty important news that broke on on Wednesday. Um, and it, it's weird like this. So he said this to a Swedish newspaper it was actually last week. And because it was in Swedish, like apparently no one picked it up. It just didn't spread across the Atlantic Ocean to to the U.S. Um, but Lindholm told the Swedish newspaper that he had to decline an invitation to play for Sweden in the world championships because he found out that he had a fracture in his foot. Um, Brian, as you mentioned, you know, we knew Lindholm was dealing with a lower body injury. He, you know, Montgomery had said that Lindholm had said that he blocked a shot against Detroit on March 11th and then missed the next game the next day. And then he sat one more game, like a couple weeks after that. And Montgomery said he was, um, just dealing with a nagging lower body injury. Uh, Lindholm on breakup day was asked about it and he said he was fine. He said, everyone's dealing with stuff. It is what it is type thing. So uh, my understanding here is that uh, when Lindholm told the Swedish newspaper that he found out like that day that it was a fracture, I think he's telling the truth. I don't think they knew that he had a fracture in the regular season or during the playoffs. I just don't, whatever, x-rays mris that they did i think it just didn't show up which can happen especially if it's like a hairline fracture they just they don't always show up sometimes it takes further testing or maybe it gets worse or whatever um so i i actually do believe them that they you know they probably didn't know this in the regular season or during the playoffs um but they they wound up finding it uh sometime after the year yeah, and, and it was pretty clear, and we had talked about it and didn't really have an answer for how his play had changed um, from 
if you think back to the beginning of the season when Charlie McAvoy was still recovering from surgery, it was Hampus Lindholm that was leading the defense. And he looked he looked like an elite defenseman um, in that stretch of time when he was really their top guy back there. And then and we were even having a conversation. I remember saying this months ago. Um, could Hampus Lindholm be uh, an X factor in the playoffs for the Bruins even more so than Charlie McAvoy? And then that Hampus Lindholm kind of went away. And it makes, I to me, it makes more sense that he didn't just hit a slump and that there was um, physical a physical situation going on with him that made his play less comfortable. So therefore, his transition game uh, slowed down. He and we even the last episode that we put up yesterday, we were talking about how what were some of the biggest mistakes, individual mistakes of the 2023 playoffs for the Bruins. And Brian, yours was Hampus Lindholm clearing the puck over the glass. And there was another time in game seven that Lindholm had a failed clear that led to a goal. Um, And so we're pointing to some of his mistakes in the playoffs. And we did not know that at the time he was dealing with the, this foot injury. Well, and I think the biggest sentiment for people when this news kind of came out was, well, that makes sense. Because I remember during the actual playoff series, we were we were breaking down one of the games. And I remember just watching him and saying on the podcast, he just he just looked like Bambi. Like he, he was making and that he he was he was just falling with no pressure on him like and and. And it made no sense to me because skating is probably his greatest asset and best attribute. He's he's such a powerful skater, and so for him to ha- to just be, you know, slipping on ice with nobody around him and just looking hesitant, going going in after puck retrievals, I just it was either this guy just is crumbling under pressure and he's a choke artist, or there's something going on. And it turns out that it was it was the latter, but like. I just, I just don't. What pisses me off, and I think rightfully so, and probably a lot of a lot of fans is, if you're the Florida Panthers and you're, if you're Hampus Lindholm and you're on the Florida Panthers this year and you're you're scratching and clawing for a playoff spot up until the game 82, that's one thing. But he was on the Boston Bruins, and this Boston Bruins team had a playoff spot all year, but 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 they had a playoff spot locked up for at least the final month of the season, technically or maybe even longer, right? And so even if the Bruins didn't know, even if Hampus Lindholm didn't know technically it was a broken foot or or a fractured foot, like, why are you playing? Rest it. Your team is in the playoffs. Your team has locked up the President's Trophy. They locked up the President's Trophy, what, back in early March, late February? What's the team doing in that situation? That's what annoys me the most. Yeah, which I think is understand. Like, I think it's certainly fair to question. You know, if if the injury really was affecting him that much, like, yeah, why? At least the last couple games, maybe like, you know, I know they wanted to play everyone those last two games to ramp up for the playoffs, but Krejci rested because he was clearly dealing with something. So yeah, Lindholm could have. I just, you know, I wonder like if in Lindholm's mind is it something where it's like. Hey, it, like it's good enough to walk on. It's good enough. It fits in the foot fits in my skate. I can go out there and skate like I'm playing. 
they haven't found anything that would indicate like I should be sitting. So, you know, that's one where it's like, obviously if the medical staff had found it, then they can make recommendations based on a fracture and, and say like, okay, you should rest this amount of time. You should rest as much as possible or whatever. But when you don't know that and you think maybe it's just sore, maybe it's whatever you think it's, I don't know, a bruise that's lasted a while, like whatever it might be, you know, you go to the, like the medical staff isn't going to be like, yeah, he should definitely sit. Like they're probably thinking it's just a little sore, but it fits on the skate and he can skate. So like, what's the issue? It's not getting any worse. Um, so it's tough. Obviously, you know, you would like to have caught that earlier and because I'm sure that would change how they would have approached it. But, um, you know, to, to bridge it to like the points you're making about it affecting his play, I think to me, like it, it doesn't excuse like the puck over the glass or the turnover up the boards. Those are just poor decisions. I don't think those really have anything to do with the broken foot, but it certainly does help explain, like you said, like slow, not being as noticeable in transition, not getting going with a skating game, not being as involved in the offensive zone and cycling and all that. Like that, those are all the areas where his skating ability has always shown up. And now you hear this and it's like, yeah, okay. Like now that makes sense that his skating wasn't as good as, as we had seen earlier in the season. So, um, you know, I think like you, you can look at like the zero points in seven games. You're like, all right, this, probably helps explain some of that. Um, still doesn't totally excuse his performance. And, you know, again, obviously like it wasn't serious enough that because like, if you think like broken foot, like fully broken, serious fracture, like that foot's not going in a hockey skate. So obviously it wasn't that, that serious if it's not even showing up on whatever testing they did. Um, but if you're dealing with any sort of foot ailment, like, yeah, it's probably going to affect your skating. And well, but like, if, if it was not feeling better in a month, you said that it happened against Detroit in, was it early March? Yeah. March um, 11th. If, if it's not feeling better in a month, then I think, you know, it's not just bruised. Um, and that my guess is it got worse and worse. So like, I think maybe he was dealing with the wor- worst of it in the playoffs because he wasn't resting it. So not only did it not have a chance to heal anything that hit it or, or just skating on it in general could have been making it um, just making it worse. And then obviously having to go get it looked at in Sweden, it was maybe about a month and a half, two months after it happened. So obviously he was probably getting worried like, okay, well this just doesn't feel right still. So at some point I'm guessing he or medical notice that um if it were just uh you know a bad bruise or what have you it wouldn't still be painful a month later a month plus later um and it probably doesn't excuse the puck over the glass and and the turnovers but um i feel like sometimes when you're playing injured you you're mental game suffers because you're trying to fight through pain and you're um you're you might not have that quick response time to certain things because your brain is focusing on two different things at the same time which is what should I do with this puck and um how can I play through this pain if he really was in a lot of pain 
Yeah, that's a good point. Like the puck over the glass one, again, we're all on the same page. No excuse there. In fact, like I, I, I mentioned how much of a mistake I felt that it was. But Bridget, to your last point, is he subconsciously taking preventative measures there? Like is he, is he because of the the is he is he not taking the open ice that's given to him because he's not confident in his abilities to go end to end like he has when he's held? I don't know. I'm not really sure. But at the end of the day, it's uh, it's certainly disappointing all the way around because I just get the sense that every calculated decision that the Bruins made down the stretch just was wrong. Like even even to the point of let's let's play let let's play everybody the last couple of games to rev up for the playoffs. How'd that work out for you? They sucked in games one and two, even though they split them. They weren't good in, in games one and two, so. Mm-hmm. It, it, it took him till games three and four down in Florida to wake up. And, and, and then, and then it just feels like, it just feels like they mismanaged certain guys with their injuries down the stretch and, and, and forced them into the lineup. And I, I know, I know hindsight's 2020. 20, and if, and if you look back in time, you'll. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll see that they did give Krejci a couple games off here. They did give Bergeron a few games off at the end. But if if guys are dealing with 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 st- with stuff that's going to keep them out of playoff games, and you know this, like maybe maybe keep them out a little bit longer than just a couple games in the end of in, in uh, the end of April or I mean um the end of March or early April. So I, I it's it's really frustrating for me. It just feels like when you have such a cushion, you have all, you have you have like just every every opportunity in the world to to go into that playoffs as rested and as prepared as possible and they just overthought it every step of the way and there's no excuse for that now my question for you guys my final question regarding Lindholm is well just just on that point before you sorry before you get to your final question like I would just offer a reminder that like they can't set everyone there is a salary cap and you can only call up a certain number of guys so like yeah you could sit two to three guys a game, but it, you know, they did that for a stretch, like for two weeks of, there was a rotation of guys sitting, you know, almost every game and Lindholm did get a couple of those. I, I certainly think, you know, had he been having known like he was in pain or, you know, maybe he wasn't open enough with like, who knows? We, we just, we don't know enough, but you know, yeah, I think it's fair to look at now and be like, okay, why didn't Lindholm rest more? I mean, I think he played the last like five or six games consecutively. So like, that's fair, but you know, it's not like they're going to be able to rest everyone like the final week of the season. 
Yeah, no. but but think about so they were Hall was coming back from an injury and he got a he got into the lineup towards the end of the regular season, which made sense for him. But at that point in time, why wouldn't you be trying to get a little bit of rest for Lindholm um, in that span? And if you think about it, Hall came back from that injury and he looked pretty refreshed and he looked he looked fresh and he was one of their better guys in the first few games of the playoffs um, in terms of production. And you could see that him taking the time he needed to heal helped him a lot. Um, and you you wonder what that kind of rest could have done for Lindholm in the playoffs. And I also think if you if you really go back to the last week of the season plus the playoffs, just think about how many guys were not 100% either coming in off of injury or injured. Forbert uh, was injured and we didn't know whether or not he should come in. Felino was coming off an injury. Hall had come off a little bit earlier. Then there's the Allmark injury that we still don't have a lot of clarity on. Um, and it just – Bergeron and Krejci. There was a lot of injuries that the Bruins were, were dealing with that we didn't necessarily know. We could tell something was off about most of those guys, but um, they seemed to go through most of the season pretty healthy. Um, even after the surgeries, you know, there were no complications to coming back from, from all those surgeries that guys had in the off season. And then all of a sudden it all falls apart in the playoffs and at the end of the regular season. So, um, clearly I mean, some of it's bad luck, but some of it is also definitely mishandling the rest and recovery. But I mean, other teams didn't have the luxury of being able to rest guys down the stretch and they're yeah, still but they playing. Did. So, <laughs> they, like, they did though. No, they, the Florida Panthers it, didn't rest anyone. They're still going. Carolina didn't rest yeah, guys. But they're if still you can playing. Do it, why Dallas, would, like, Vegas, like. No, but she's saying the Bruins could have though. They could have. They yeah, have that. Still they still lost in the first round. Like it, you know. Yeah, sure they could have, but they. We, we've seen other that teams that have rested guys and then they go in rusty. Like that. That's what they were trying to avoid. It didn't work for them, but like that was the idea behind it. Was they didn't want to be like Tampa in nineteen and go in rusty. Okay, well they instead went and in injured, and that was clearly not a great uh, strategy either. So. I understand yeah, well, why they that did wasn't, it. Right? That wasn't the plan. Like, I understand that. Well, that's that, what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Patrice Bergeron got injured. Like, it, it's easy to say now he shouldn't have played the last game. But, but yeah, even though, even if we're talking about Lindholm, though, that was just a rest situation. Not, you know, it wouldn't be that hard to have gotten him a game here and there. But, I mean, maybe that's all not even relevant because if, if, he really wasn't – it didn't have any reason to think he needed to rest. I, I don't know, what, like, what those conversations were like because he was probably part of that decision-making. Should he play? Should he not play? He probably said he was good, and they just put him in. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have a, a, a desire to, you know, sit every single guy once you've crossed the finish line going into the playoffs. That I was more so talking about – a couple of key guys with key injuries that you should know about. And if, and you're right, if, if Lindholm wasn't being very transparent or very honest with himself and the team, then the team can only go off of so much. Now you would imagine that the medical staff is top notch and they can, they don't need Lindholm's 
honesty they should be able to figure out themselves but if it's a pain threshold thing and they couldn't and something wasn't appearing on an x-ray and they're, they're relying on him and he's just saying yeah i know it's fine well that's on him and shame on him for doing that because you need to you need to have a a better long-term and big picture mentality if you're a top defenseman on your team and you're going into a playoffs with a broken foot so lindholm that situation aside, that's one that, that that annoys me with the with the rest. They, everybody involved should have been better with that, including the player. Um, but yeah, it's it does it does feel like the Bruins. Not everybody goes through injuries throughout the course of the regular season, and Jake DeBrusque was out of the lineup for a while uh, from New Year's on. But for the most part, everybody was pretty pretty healthy, and and then as you guys mentioned in about late mid late february yes they had some injuries that some longer term injuries that kind of coincided with the the impending trade deadline and that's where th- that's where things got challenging for the bruins because yes you had guys out of the lineup but then you had new guys entering the lineup and then you guys you got started to get everybody back before the playoffs and and there was a there was definitely a, a juggling issue with what what are the best combinations and it was kind of the perfect storm but at the end of the day, you can't you can't sit there and say, "Oh, well, the, our roster was too good on paper. We couldn't decide what we wanted to do." That's an excuse, and you certainly can't use injuries as an excuse because everybody goes through that. So, the only thing I'm just mentioning is, if if you if one of your top defensemen is has a broken foot, <laughs> like you got to figure that out somewhere, whether it's through the player or the medical staff or. I don't know. Maybe some stranger on the street watching him limp and saying, "Hey, call in front office." I think I think Lindholm might have a broken foot. Somehow you got to figure that out and get that guy some rest because he was not himself in the playoffs. And was it the difference in the series? I mean, yeah, it could have been. It could have been. Hampus Lindholm was not Hampus Lindholm, and and that's kind of the question I want to ask you guys. Based on last year and this year, and I know last year he got concussed came back i know this year he clearly apparently had a broken foot or a fractured foot but he just isn't the same person in the playoffs that he is in the regular season and i know he had a couple of deep runs with anaheim back in like 14 15 they went to the conference finals at least once with him uh, on that on that blue line but do you guys uh, are you a little skeptical if his game transitions well to to postseason hockey it should. I, I, I'm not saying he, his game shouldn't. I'm just asking, is it fair to wonder? Yeah, I mean, it, it's fair to wonder just because we haven't seen it in Boston yet. You know, we've, we've talked about how he has now has zero points in 11 playoff games uh, with the Bruins. But, you know, I do think like the injuries have to be taken into account. Uh, getting concussed, missing time last year, dealing with this foot injury now this year, like again, doesn't totally excuse it, but like, it's, it's a factor. And I think it comes back to something we've talked about before, which is like defensemen tend to get injured more often than forwards, you know, especially around playoff time. Now, obviously Lindholm's injury this year came before the playoffs, but it's, you know, it's why like when, when people talk about like, Oh, well, Grizzlick's not made for the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, okay. He's gotten injured a couple of times as well, but it's like, you look at Lindholm, you look at the way he plays and his body did just everything, his size. You're like, he should be made for the playoffs. And yet you've still had to deal with injuries now in the playoffs last two years. So it's just, it's hard. It's hard to stay healthy as a defenseman. And it's why, you know, so much of like whatever team wins the cup, it's often the one who just wins the war of attrition. 
who kind of just happens to luck out and not suffer injuries, especially on the back end. Um, I, you know, I still really like Hampus Lindholm and I would still feel good about having him in my lineup, playing a lot of minutes heading towards the playoffs next year. Um, because I, I look at these and I'm like, I don't know that like they're injuries that were caused by, Oh, he's just not built for the playoffs. Like last year, it's kind of a bad pet. He maybe should have been more aware of Svechnikov closing in, but it's kind of a bad pass by Carlo behind the net that sort of sets him up in a bad spot this year. The, what initiates the foot injury is just blocking a shot. And it's like, yeah, sorry. Like defensemen have to do that. You know, Derek Forbert suffered two injuries blocking shots this year it's like there's only there's only so much you can do you can't just like tell your defenseman to go the whole season without blocking shots like you're congrats you're giving up six goals a game you know enjoy trying to make the playoffs doing that like so i don't don't really know like what you what you lindholm can do about it but um yeah you know until you see it i think it becomes a question and you know now next year you're gonna be going on year three and like he's locked up for seven more years uh, you know, after this one. So it's like, yeah, you, you want to see it. Like you want to see Hamas Lindholm play like a Norris trophy cannon in the playoffs because you've seen in the regular season. Um, but I'm not doing anything differently. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well, they got to trade Lindholm because he's struggled in the playoffs two years. Like now you just, you have to, just like every other defenseman, you have to hope he's going to be healthy come this time next year. And, um, you know, unfortunately, there's op- lots of opportunities for for him to not be healthy, but you kind of just have to cross your fingers. I, I think theoretically, he should be the same in the postseason performance wise as he was in the regular season. No, no reason to think that the pressure should be able to get to him the way that it kind of looked like it did this series. He, if you think about it, what his strengths are. Obviously, like you said, Brian is skating, but he also is just a smart hockey player. So some of the mistakes he was making. Um, were not characteristic of him through the regular season. Um, So yeah, in theory, he shouldn't have any issue transitioning his game to the playoffs. Um, Smart defenseman, quick defenseman can affect series. Look at Brandon Montour. Um, So he had the injuries uh, turns out two playoffs in a row have slowed him down to the point where he was not a hundred percent himself. And you could tell. I would say in addition to like when you say when you say the the team that often wins the cup is one who wins the war of attrition, I, I agree with that. But the team that wins the cup, they're they're all playing hurt too. So it's it's not about avoiding injury. It's about you're gonna be injured. I guarantee you if 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 the Panthers wouldn't have stayed in the cup this year, you'll probably find out that Brandon Montour is playing with a separated shoulder. Or, you know, a sprained something, like a sprained wrist. Or some, there's going to be something that comes out, and you're going to sit there and say, oh, wow, I can't believe he played that well playing, with, playing through that injury. Like, it's, it's, it's less about avoiding getting hurt and more about maintaining a, 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 a higher floor for your, for your standards when you are hurt. And I know that varies injury to injury. Obviously, it's going to affect different parts of your game depending on what your injury is. But... I guarantee you guys, the, the Bruins are never going to win a Stanley Cup without some of their top players b- being hurt and doing so. I, I, it's just, it's just the reality of, of the sport. So, 
it, it it's it makes me it makes me question if I just don't want I just don't want the Bruins to be one of those teams where it's like they're they're fragile to or to the to the to the point where if if something's lingering or hurting them, that's it. They can't they can't be relatively themselves. And I know that's like really unfair for me to say and kind of like inhumane for me to expect of people, but it's the sport that they play and, and their opponents are are faced with the same obstacles too. And like I said, the four teams remaining in Vegas, Carolina, Dallas, and Florida, there's you know there's stuff going on in those locker rooms and, and they're still performing at a at a level to be where they are. And so yeah, it, it it is it is it is a little unfair to sit there and say tough shit, play through it. But if you want to win a Stanley Cup, tough shit, play through it, and and or not play through it, but you got to play through it and be be an impact the impact player that to an extent that you that the team relied on you to be, and that's just the nature of of, of a results driven business. Yeah, like in some ways, it's it's almost like the the nagging injuries are almost worse than the ones that like straight up force guys out of the lineup. Cause it's like, then it eliminates any question where it's like, all right, Bergeron and Krejci are out. Like that's it. They're, they're not playing. They didn't even make the trip. And so here's the lineup. Like you guys got to step up. And then it's like, when Bergeron, when Bergeron comes back, there's the question of like, okay, well how much can he handle? You know, how, what percentage of himself is he like same with Lindholm. Now that we know he's, he was playing through this and all Mark, like saying, right. Like if all Mark, if, game five or six comes and Allmark is so injured that he just can't play. It's like, then you don't have goaltending questions. Then Jeremy Swayman just goes in and, and mm-hmm. he has to step up. But because Allmark is good enough to play and he hasn't been ruled out, it's like, okay, now you have to do the, all right, well he can play, but at what percentage and can he make all the movements he has to make? And, you know, not trying to make excuse excuses. Like you're, you're right, Brian. If if you're in the lineup, you got to play. Like, period. Like any hockey player will tell you that. If if you're in the lineup, you're expected to perform. No one's gonna, no one's gonna feel sorry because you find out after. Oh, you know, he was only sixty five percent. Like, well, if you if you can't do the job well enough, then you shouldn't be in. So, um, yeah, like it's it's absolutely fair. Um, but. It, it is tough. Like when you get those, those nagging ones where guys are clearly less than hundred percent and you're still trying to figure out if they can handle, you know, the minutes that they usually handle and, and all that. So, um, yep. Every, everything deals with it. It doesn't ultimately the Bruins are still up three to one and blew the lead and guys being banged up. Doesn't, doesn't excuse that. Like they, that's still a series they should have won period at the end of the day. So, um, but yeah, you know, it, on Lindholm in particular, like it does help explain some of his play. And yes, you wish they'd caught it earlier and knew exactly what they were dealing with because they probably could have taken a better, smarter approach. Can this um, Swedish reporter also find out what happened to Allmark? Can we get him on the case? Yeah. Him or her on the case uh, to cracking the injury, like an injury that we we know exists. We just don't know what it is quite yet and how bad it, but, and the thing about the nagging injuries too, is when it's, when it's that, or when it, when it's more defined, you take the decision out of the player's hand to decide whether or not he's good enough to go. And a a lot of these guys were saying they were good and they weren't. Um, So that, that whole decision-making process looks a lot differently. If the, 
hairline fracture shows up on the x-ray or if whatever was bothering Allmark uh, had a more of a definitive um, display that you could go, okay, well, this needs to look better than it does right now for you to go in or what, what have you. Um, I think that the play, they allowed the Bruins allowed their players to make those decisions on their, not necessarily hundred percent on their own, but to, to weigh in heavily in those decisions and it, they didn't work out. No, they allowed the inmates to run the asylum and you can't have that. Like the players have to play coaches, coach, medical staff. You have, you have to be able to make tough decisions when it just might be best for the team. Now, obviously the biggest one would be Bergeron coming back into the series after game four. Like that was the biggest personnel decision where it was like the coach listening to the player. And I don't think there's a person in Boston in the moment, fan, coach, player, ownership, management, or otherwise that would have said, Bergie, you're good to play. Ah, sorry. Let's rest up. The theory made sense in theory, but, I think Montgomery was not alone in 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 being like, okay, Briggy, come here, come here, get back in the lineup. Like I think that that one makes sense. But just in ge- just in general, yeah, you, you, the best games they played were games three and four, bar none. And and the lineup was, I mean, you were down your quote unquote top two centers. Like everybody had to step up and fill in. And then those are perfect examples of, yeah, I mean, like you don't have your ideal lineup out there, but you can still you can still find ways to win and, and and play the right way, and and so maybe lessons learned there too. I don't know. It's uh I don't know if the Bruins are gonna have that issue next year where they're gonna have a an all star type roster going into a playoffs, or <laughs> not, maybe not even the two no. same goalies. Well, at least one of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or a forty point cushion where they can afford yeah. to rest, guys. Yeah. Like 